Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso, and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Brainiacs, and welcome to another episode of Leather Brains. Today is April 3rd, and as always, I am your host, your guide on this journey through the podcast, Slapdog. And I am joined here today by none other than someone who is much better than Scott Del Rey, my boy Yeti. Yeti, how are you doing, brother? Hey, guys, I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, we're, we're doing fantastic. So, if, uh, if you guys are wondering um, and you're watching the video, this is Yeti. He is much better looking than Scotty. Um, he is uh, much more knowledgeable than Scotty. And uh, <laughs> Scotty's on a, he's on a sabbatical. He, uh, he did some things that were wrong. Um, he did some things to upset me. Um, having his army is not something I'm very keen on. Uh, but most importantly, Scotty's on his honeymoon. Um, I don't know who let him go on that. I did not approve. But he is not here. And uh, and thankfully we have a a much better uh, co-host here, and it's Yeti. So um, hope you guys enjoy the show, and let's just go ahead and get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. <clears throat> the first thing of business is Mike Davis got cut. What a sad, sad thing. I'm sad. Are you sad? Yeti? How do you feel about this news? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it because Atlanta doesn't have much offense to begin with. So if you get cut and you're an offensive player, like how are you supposed to feel? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it going to be the Cordell Patterson show at at running back, at quarterback, wide receiver, tight end? Like what are they planning to do? And that's it's really interesting because they Mike Davis when he was with the Panthers, he looked pretty good, right? I mean he. Um, when Christian McCaffrey got injured, he was their guy and he, he didn't do a bad job. And I think that the Falcons were kind of hoping when they acquired him, that he would be like a Christian McCaffrey light. And, uh, and it really wasn't the case. And Cordero Patterson came in and really swooped the whole fantasy world. As far as who the hell is this guy? He's an old man who's like destroying as far as he's a pass catcher. He's running the ball. I mean, he was their entire offense for the large majority of the last season. And Mike Davis kind of got put in the shadows. So I personally, I don't think I'm necessarily super surprised that Mike Davis is, has got cut because he really wasn't that useful. Um, but, you know, just like you said, it's in an offense that is hurting at almost every single position. It's kind of interesting that they let go of uh, a running back that people knew his name, you know, and, and he did at one point in time in his career have quite a bit of relevance. So how do you think Atlanta proceeds at running back then? Is Patterson going to be, you know, is he going to get 70% of the carries now at running back? Or I would I, I would guess. I mean, it's it's interesting. And they, they re-signed him. I don't think it was a very long contract. I want to say it was a, a one- or a two-year extension. Um, so he's definitely not a long-term solution. And he's he's well beyond his age as far as longevity of, of that position. Um, I don't know. I I'm not very excited about any of the Atlanta players this year. Um, so it's, I mean, I even with Cordero Patterson, yeah, he was great last year, but he also, I believe, got injured uh, for a little bit and um, mm-hmm. and wasn't, you know, after that he came back and was just okay. So 
not really excited about the Falcons as an entire team. Um, and I, I'm assuming he is going to be the running back this year, um, but definitely not something I'm super thrilled about. No, I completely agree with you. I don't want to touch that offense with the 10-foot pole, man. No, and it, it sucks for you know Kyle Pitts because young you know, stud tight end who comes in and does a great job um, and is, is supposed to be um, – I don't want to say a fo- he did become a focal point with Calvin Ridley, you know, stepping away from the game and then the the shit that happened with Calvin Ridley this offseason. I mean, Kyle Pitts is and it sucks because as a tight end, you know, he had incredible value going into last year's fantasy football season. And what is his value now? It definitely isn't what it was last year. He lost his quarter. He lost everything. He's yeah. he's he, he doesn't have anything. Um, so it's pretty tough. So um, but R.I.P. Mike Davis. Uh, (laughs) next up in the news something i'm not very thrilled about uh hopkins um got suspended six games for uh peds um pretty pretty rough uh for for a cardinals fan such as myself um do you have any thoughts on that uh we'll probably touch on this a little more uh you know with some with some news i came from the draft but uh Mm -hmm. I think, you know, obviously losing D-Hop is it's not great for any offense, right? But if there is one offense that it, I think is okay without Hop, it is Arizona. And really? I say that because well, they, they, they have a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, A.J. Green, he can fill in that role. They have Rondale Moore. Um, they got um, a piece over the weekend through a they trade did. that we'll, we'll touch talk on about. that here in just a moment. Yep. And they have Zach Ertz, so um. that's true. That is true, and and you know I, I am interested to see, and, and we'll we'll touch on this uh, when we kind of go over. We're gonna break down um, the first two rounds of the NFL draft today, and kind of what it means. So I, I suppose I did not say that uh, in the introduction, um, but that's kind of what we're gonna we're gonna break down some news, and then we're gonna go into the NFL draft and and discuss that a little bit further. It is interesting. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, obviously everybody knows Hollywood Brown is now a Cardinal. Um, as a Cardinals fan, definitely excited about that news. Um, but Hopkins was, you saw what Kyler Murray was not capable of when Hopkins wasn't on the field. It, he he did not look like the same player. Um, hopefully with the introduction of Hollywood Brown, um, that will alleviate some of that. They were college college uh, players together and, and they they were the one-two punch, you know. Um, so it, it's kind of a cool, cool story. Uh, but I'm interested to see how this offense will run without the first six games of Hopkins. I, I will say as far as his health is concerned, it's almost kind of nice that he's out for six games because, um, his longevity, you know, he, he should be able to play the rest of the year, uh, knock on wood barring injury. So, um, something to, to keep an eye on. It definitely sucks because he is still an elite receiver. He is, uh, he's still one of the greats that are on the field right now and to lose him is definitely not anything anyone is excited about last piece of news is tyron matthew signed with the saints do you have any initial reactions on that one there yeti i mean i think it makes perfect sense uh he's from louisiana he played at lsu he he's a hometown kid so why not sign with the saints i mean I think it makes perfect sense. I don't have any feelings towards that, but I'm sure it's a homecoming for him. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> Scotty would be pissed right now. Yeah, Scotty would be pissed, but you know what? He's not here, so we can talk shit on him, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyron Matthew going to the Saints is. Uh, I was. I mean, he was going to go somewhere, right? It wasn't like he was just going to go undrafted because he's too talented not to be. Um, the Saints already had a really good defense last year, um, and adding Tyron Matthew to it is is uh, it's kind of scary to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see that defense uh, this year because it should be good. So, guys, that is all of the regular news. I think it's time to start delving into the NFL draft. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL Draft. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the first round. Uh, we are not IDP players here, ladies and gentlemen. We are an offensive fantasy football podcast, so if you're looking for defensive IDP players, please move along, because we're not going to talk about defenses in great length today. We are going to talk about the offensive first and second round draft picks. So, to tee us off, Talking about the Falcons, we just talked about Mike Davis. The Falcons got Drake London to the Falcons. What do you are you, are you do you have any excitement towards that? What are your initial thoughts on that one, there, Tony? Oh man, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I watched a lot of Drake London when he was at USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had a shortened season because he did break his ankle, um, so he only played eight games. But the dude is he's a game wrecker. He's what six four, six five. He's fast. He's big. He's a physical guy, um, and he he can beat you off the line. He can beat you underneath. He can beat you over the top. Um, I personally think he's going to be the best wide receiver uh, from this rookie class. And okay. I don't know if that's a hot take, considering you know he was the first wide receiver taken. But um, I do think he is the prototypical NFL wide receiver. Okay, let me ask you this question. Are you concerned with um, with the quarterback situation there? Does that, oh, yeah. does that bring up concern? As far as fantasy football implications, having um, a quarterback room that is not great, does that – I mean, you have to take that in consideration, do you not? Of course, of course. And, I mean, having Mariota there at, at quarterback is not ideal. Um, but the way I look at it is he's going to get fed. The only mm-hmm. people in that offense are Cordell Patterson, who we talked about, and Kyle Pitts. I looked at their, you know, their wide receiver depth chart. They have Auden Tate, Demir He's Bird. He's still playing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they lost Russell Gage from last year. Yep, um, with the Bucks now. You know, somebody's got to get fed in that offense. I don't care if it's mariota mariota throwing him the ball i don't care if baker mayfield goes to atlanta like i don't care if it's their you know the the quarterback they just picked up in the draft either he's gonna get fed yeah Yeah. and that that brings up another good good question is is he wasn't the first of the second round so technically we shouldn't talk about it but um desmond ritter was drafted by the falcons uh do you think that he'll beat out marcus mariota do you think that there's going to be a competition to see who's going to win that battle I, th- I think he does have a chance to start at some point this year, and I only say that because Mariota is kind of injury-prone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the way he plays in the NFL, it's not ideal for a 17-game season. So I could see him getting hurt. You know, obviously I, I hope he doesn't, but I, I could see 
Ritter getting in there halfway through the season, or maybe he just beats out Mariota straight up. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, the Falcons are definitely not not a team I'm excited about. You know, like I said, but um, there is a lot of question marks as far as fantasy football value there. I know that I I'm not looking at taking Drake London as my wide receiver one um, in a in a rookie draft. Um, just because he was first off the board does not mean that I'm I'm looking for him as that. So uh, we're gonna move on to Garrett Wilson, wide receiver to the Jets. Are you shocked by that? No, not really. I mean, considering how active the Jets were in the in the offseason trying to get Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. um, and Devontae Adams, yep. like I I don't it wasn't a shock that they were gonna go after a wide receiver here. 100%. And, I, and you know, I, I told Scotty much the same. I said, look, dude, I said, the Jets are going to get a – they're going to go for a wide receiver. They have shown their hand that, you know, granted, they were looking for a wide receiver, and when you have someone like Hill or Adams as, as potential options, you're going to pursue that. But that that pretty much showed the whole world, hey, we're interested in getting a, a wide receiver. So um, do you think this hurts Elijah Moore as far as his value in fantasy football? Yeah, I, I think it does in a big way. And I have some notes here that just say, you know, Garrett Wilson, he's a great wide receiver, but the situation that he's going into is terrible. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Zach jokes. Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. Uh, Zach Wilson, not, not great at quarterback. And then you already have Corey Davis and Elijah Moore there. Yeah. Uh, that hurts Elijah Moore a lot. Do you think? Do you think Garrett Wilson has the potential to – do you think it's going to be a battle between Moore and Wilson as far as target share? That's a good question. Um, you know, the Jets, they had Jameson Crowder last year, mm-hmm. uh, but he is a free agent now, or he's gone. He's no longer with the Jets. So that opens up, uh, I had here, 71 targets for Crowder last year. So that does open up a little bit of a share uh, mm-hmm. for somebody to step step up. And so Wilson could come in and take those 71 targets or maybe more gets a little more targets who knows uh yeah it's the jets like you said yeah and it's 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 uh tbd i suppose as far as that's concerned i once again garrett wilson is not the one of the top wide receiver prospects i'm looking for in a rookie draft um definitely someone to, to look out for but i think there's other uh better options so uh yep. third wide receiver off of the draft uh is chris olave to the saints Laser Jameis, what are you thinking there? Are you are you excited about that? Are you skeptical? I, I, he was a, a pretty sought after wide receiver. Um, a lot of rankings had him at top five as far as the draft is concerned. Uh, what do you think about it? Um, I'm not sure honestly. Uh, it, the Saints are an interesting team uh, with Michael Thomas coming back. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what kind of Michael Thomas we're getting because exactly. we haven't seen him play for a year. Yeah. Um, you know, the Saints are very run the ball first and they want to feed Kamara, whether it's on the ground or in the air game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows what we're getting with Jameis? You know, is he going to be throwing <laughs> it 40 times a game? Is he going to be throwing it 20? Is he throwing four picks? You know, like that, that's they're the just... fun of Jameis Winston. You just of don't course. know. <laughs> He's, he's laser Jameis. He just closes yeah. his eyes, throws the ball into the sun, and you hope for the best. <laughs> exactly. So, but I mean, the talent's there for Olavi, obviously, but I think there's just a lot of question marks with the Saints. I I don't love agree. them for fantasy. Yeah, and I, 
I, I don't either. I think, you know, if Drew Brees was still there, I think we'd be having a different conversation. But um, of course, yeah, their quarterback situation is is somewhat murky. And we as we as as fantasy football players and NFL fans, you know, Jameis is not a long term option for them. I mean, they were looking at Watson as a potential landing spot because they were looking for a long term quarterback. Obviously, they didn't win that battle. Um, but is Jameis Winston going to be their guy in the long term? No. So what are they going to draft a quarterback next year? You know, what 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 are they going to do? Because Jameis Winston, he'll play for him this year. But beyond that, what is the solution there? I don't think it's Jameis Winston in the long term. They want to find their franchise guy. Um, so it's interesting. I, I think Olave is talented. I just the Saints kind of like what you said. I don't know if I'm necessarily excited about them as far as fantasy football is concerned. There's a lot of unknowns and a lot of question marks, especially with Michael Thomas coming back. So. And who knows what that offense looks like with without Sean Payton now? Exactly, and that is that is a, a wonderful uh, thing to bring up. Is it's a, under new management, you know? So what are they going to do differently? Um, yeah. So it's definitely something to keep your, keep your thoughts on. Um, the fourth, fifth, fifth. No, the fourth. I'm losing it. Fourth wide receiver off of the draft was Jamison Williams. Wide receiver went to the Lions. Wow. That was more like a. That was like a cheetah. I can't. I, I gotta work on my sounds. Um, what do you think? Are, are you excited about that? Are you? Are what do you think? What What is your initial gut reaction when you hear that? If it was any other team but the Lions, I would <laughs> probably be excited about that. But the fact that he's playing with Jared Goff makes me want to just cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more. Right? That is. It sucks, right? Because, yeah. and now I think that all those people who bought um, Amon Ross St. Brown in this offseason, I mean, yep. they were spending a pretty penny for him because of what he did last year um, at the end of the year. He won people fantasy football championships. He won me. I think you and I actually were, were the contenders yep. at, at the end of our league, um, our longtime league this last year. And Amon Ra did it for me. You know, him and Rashad Penny, two guys <laughs> that you picked up off waivers in the last couple weeks. Uh, won you that championship, but I think sustainability was was the question at hand. Is will Amon Ross St. Brown uh, continue to to do that into next year? With them picking up DJ Shark, and now they have another wide receiver there in Jamison Williams. There's also some question marks there. And Jared Goff doesn't excite me at all. Um, not something I'm particularly interested in. But one of those receivers is going to have to be a wide receiver one. I think it, in my eyes, it's more of a dart throw as to which one is going to be. Yeah, and, and Jamison Williams, he's an exciting guy to watch, but he's primarily a deep threat guy. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff, he threw the ball deeper than 20 yards uh, 45 times out of 494 attempts last year. <laughs> so uh, there's not many deep targets to go around in that offense. Um, no. You know, with Jamison Williams coming off a torn ACL as well, who knows when he's going to play. Um, you know, I don't know if it's later in the season uh, you know, week four, I don't know what that looks like. So from a fantasy perspective, I don't want to touch him at all. He's he's going to be that boomer bust guy. For sure. Um, For sure. He'll have a game with 120 yards and a touchdown, and then the next game will be 20 yards. Yeah, if you were catches. playing best ball and you could get him towards the end of, you know, uh, one of the higher rounds in the draft, you, you might end up doing okay. But um Definitely not someone I'm and, – and really in large part a lot of these guys in the first round are not necessarily someone I'm insanely excited about. Um, yeah. Moving on to the next wide receiver, uh, the Commanders. The Commanders picked up Jahan Dotson. 
I, I could say probably the exact same thing. I, I don't think I'm very <laughs> excited about it. Um, the fact that they went and got Carson Wentz was just mind-boggling. That they, They're like, yeah, no, he's the guy we want back here. Not that Heineke was great. Um, but we know what Wentz is. Wentz, I'm... If I, okay, if I had to pick between having Jared Goff or Wentz, I'm I'm going to take Wentz, but I'm not excited about it. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about this. I mean, the Commanders they don't they have Antonio Gibson at running back, um, who should see a, a decent workload. But with the return of J.D. McKissick, it makes things a little bit more interesting as far as being the receiving back. Um, and then they have Scary Terry, who if you had him last year, um, you were you were kind of disappointed in him. He, he wasn't what you expected to have. Granted, his quarterback wasn't great and wasn't great at throwing him the ball, but, um, you know, Jahan doesn't go in there. It's, I feel kind of the same. I don't know if you share that same sentiment, but I'm, I'm not insanely excited about it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I have notes for all the guys that we're going to talk about today. And for Dotson, I don't have anything besides I'm not excited because of Carson Wentz. Yeah, so that's all yeah, I that's... have. Carson Wentz, <laughs> like you said, there's Scary Terry. Um, I just don't know what to do with that offense. If it was anybody but Carson Wentz, like I, like I said about you know with Jameson Williams and Jared Goff, I I'm not excited. No. I don't want to touch Dotson at all. <laughs> and I wouldn't either. It's it's not something that is you know. But they're they're very talented guys. They're just on not great teams. Yeah, um, exactly. So this one's a little bit more interesting, and I I think that this is we're getting more into the juicy. Um, the Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles as well as a third-round pick to get Traylon Burks. That uh, one came out of left field, huh? Yeah, it did. I, was, <laughs> I had to, like, I remember I was watching the draft, and I was like, wait, what just happened? And I, had, I was, like, went back on uh, on Twitter, and I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, did, did that really just happen? So it was... Definitely a shock. What are your What are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a huge shock as well. Um, I know AJ Brown wanted to get paid in Tennessee. They, you know, they weren't going to pay him what he wanted, so they shipped him out to Philly. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> oh, man. It, uh, you know, with him going to Philly, uh, I think that helps out. Um, Jalen hurts from a fantasy fantasy perspective a lot. Um, but obviously it hurts like Devonte Smith. It hurts mm-hmm. Goddard. It hurts that offense. But another thing too, is it hurts AJ Brown because of the Eagles. They yes. are a run heavy team. Yes. There's not going to be that many targets to go around in that offense. Mm-hmm. So AJ Brown goes from a guy that maybe you want to get him, you know, the second, third round. I don't, I don't know where he's projected, but he might fall a little more. Uh, I would, just I would think of, so because I, yeah. you know, and and that's not something I'm very excited about. I, like you just said, the Eagles they're a run heavy offense, and can Jalen Hurts really throw the ball that well? I mean, you look at it. His his he finished. I want to say it was quarterback nine on the year for fantasy football, in large part because he was running the ball. He was moving yep. with his feet, um, which was great for fantasy football. But as far as um, if you're an Eagles fan and you're watching, you have to be kind of frustrated because they weren't throwing the ball. I don't know if that's due to Hertz's ability to throw the ball or if it's because they believe in his run game so much, or probably I would say somewhere in that gray area of what I just said. But what does that do for AJ Brown? You know, are they going to use him 
for the talent that he is. And that's where I'm concerned. And I, I for that reason, I, I think he falls in ADP for sure. Um, and like Devontae Smith was a wide receiver one in that offense. And he was someone where, you, you know, you couldn't count on him every week. You couldn't because they didn't throw the ball enough times for you to consistently put him in your lineup. So it, it's tough. I, I It sucks for um, any A.J. Brown owners I don't think are very happy about that. I, I know I wouldn't be. Um, but, you know, you tweet, we actually, our Leatherbrains account retweeted you, um, and, and you had stated this, and I think it's it's worth mentioning. What does this mean for Robert Woods? Right, right. Um, you know, obviously Woods becomes the de facto wide receiver one in that offense. Yeah. Um, you know, AJ Brown, he had 110 targets in that offense last year. He put mm-hmm. over, he put up over a thousand, uh, receiving yards with Tannehill. Um, but Robert Woods, you know, he's 30 years old. He's coming off a torn ACL. Um, and now they, you know, they drafted Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and it's, which one's going to be the wide receiver one, you know? Exactly. And and it's funny because um, a lot of comparisons um, that were being made for Traylon Burks and in, in his draft or in his combine uh, performance uh, was to A.J. Brown. They were yeah, saying I think they're he very similar. Brown. Yeah. 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 So they're both, you know, physical guys and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually looking at uh, the sports book lines because they release lines for rookies and receiving yards and rushing yards like future bets. Yeah. And Traylon Burks, he has the most receiving yards um, out of rookie wide receivers. It was wow. over 850 receiving yards. Wow. So obviously Vegas thinks he's going to have a big impact in that offense, even with Robert Woods mm. um, there as well. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think Traylon Burks will probably fill the void, the void just a little bit better than Woods, and Woods is coming off an injury as well, um, so that needs to be noted. But also interesting because while Ryan Tannehill is not a top-tier quarterback in my eyes, he could still produce for fantasy football as far as getting your receivers fantasy football points. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I think there. I would assume the Titans are going to start in – We'll probably get to it on next episode, but they drafted a quarterback as well. Um, and what does that mean for the future of the Titans? Something to keep in mind. And I will say from a, a fantasy perspective, I think I'd rather have Burks and Robert Woods, especially, Agreed. I mean, obviously in a dynasty league, Yeah. but even for uh, a redraft league, I mm-hmm. would much rather have Burks with his yeah, potential I, upside. Exactly. And I, I would agree with that. I think, I think if I was a Robert Woods owner, um, or Billy Lumber, as I call him, uh, you're not Bobby necessarily, trees. yeah, Bobby Trees. Um, you're not hating it, right? You you don't hate uh, having him because he's it, it, at bare minimum he's what wide receiver too, you know, right? Um, with some upside, but I, I would agree. I think Traylon Burks. If I had to choose between the two, I would take Burks on that one. So, yep. quarterbacks, we finally, finally got a quarterback off the board. Mr. Small Hands himself, Kenny Pickett, to the Steelers. Are you excited about that, or are you just like, eh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really like, okay. Um, I don't know, because with Pittsburgh, their offensive line is it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's No matter who you put back there, you could put Big Ben out there again, and that offense would still be horrible. <laughs> Like, I don't know much about Kenny Pickett besides his small hands, and I'm sure he'll do better than Big Ben. I'm sure of that. But 
that offensive line is garbage, man. Yeah. Um, I pray that Kenny Pickett stays healthy this year. If he does start, and he you think does he's going to start real, over Mitchie? I, I think it's a real possibility that really? he does start. Um, not right out of camp. I think uh-huh. they go with Trubisky for a few weeks uh, yeah. just to let Pickett kind of, you know, warm up, get the feel for the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting by week six, week seven. I'm I am interested for that because. I have been a hopeless optimist that Mitch Trubisky is going to come in and do really, really well. Um, and them getting Kenny Pickett, I think, was kind of the nail in the coffin. That uh, How long are they going to stay with Mitch? Um, and obviously he signed a two-year deal, so we knew it wasn't forever. But um, was a little sad to see just because I, I was excited for Mitch. I think that he is an upgrade over Big Ben last year, um, which I don't necessarily think is difficult to do given Big Ben's play. I mean, he he, he was a treat. He was a tree that threw ducks into the ground. Um, and every once in a while, he'd have a great play. But he was not Big Ben of old. He was just old. And it was tough to see. So uh, I'm interested. And I agree with you. I think there's certainly a possibility that Kenny Pickett ends up starting at some point this year. But I think that that Mitch Trubisky will probably see the start out of the gate. Um, and maybe they'll slowly start introducing Pickett into the system. So. I could see it being one of those things where Mitch, he does get the start, you know, for a few weeks, but I could see that offense putting up, you know, maybe 14 points or 13 points, just not doing enough and they need a spark. Yeah. And I think they put Pickett, Pickett in to get that spark that they need. We'll see. I, and the nice thing, well, not, not the nice thing, but the reality is, is there's some other, there's some good players on that team, right? You've got Najee, Deontay, Claypool, like there are people who can play football very well. Um, and, and Mike Tomlin, you know, I, I don't want to compare him to Bill Belichick, but he has a very um, he has a great system that he he and, you know, he's he follows that system. But he hasn't played with a big bet. Right. So it's right. going to be that, interesting. That defense will keep them in a lot of games, too. Yeah. So as long as their offense can put up, you know, 21 points, they'll mm-hmm. be in every game. Yeah, for sure. The last round one before we move into the second round the first round that I want to talk about Hollywood Brown straight into the Cardinals. We kind of talked about that. Oh, as a Cardinals fan, I was ecstatic. I was so excited. I, um, AJ Brown was not a long-term solution and his re-signing, I think it was on a one-year deal. AJ Brown is not AJ Brown of four years ago where he was a top prospect when he was with the Bengals. He, um, and not to say he's a bad wide receiver, but it was tough. I, I'm excited. I'm happy that Christian Kirk is gone um, because I don't think he was bad, but I, I certainly don't think he was worth the money that the Jaguars paid him. Um, they paid him like top wide receiver $1, and I'm like, dude, he was like just okay. Uh, super excited for Hollywood to be there. I, there's a lot going on as far as the drama and the, the bullshit that's going on behind the doors with the Cardinals and Murray wanting paid and all this other stuff, but... I think that this solidified for me as a fan um, that that they are committed to Kyler. Why would they go out and trade their first-round pick to get Hollywood? Because they want to appease their quarterback. They want him to stick around. And I can guarantee you there were conversations that were had where do we go get him the guy he wants to make him happy? Yes, we do. And not only that, but Hollywood wasn't bad. When he was with the Ravens, He everyone expected Rashad Bateman to just take over as that wide receiver one. And more often than not, Hollywood was the guy. 
So uh, I'm excited for that. You have an aging DeAndre Hopkins who's now out for PEDs for the first six weeks. Um, so you, you have to kind of game plan around that. You have Rondale Moore still as well as A.J. Green. Um, but once that comes back, who are the three wide receivers? You know, in that, that you have to say that. I, what I would think is the case is it's DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood, and then I would say a, a healthy mix of Rondale and A.J. Green as far as those two switching off in that, that third wide receiver role. Rondell Moore is faster than shit, um, and it's it's pretty – he's fun player to watch, but he's also kind of a smaller wide receiver. So Hollywood is, is going to be able to – I think Hollywood is a huge upgrade from Christian Kirk. I'm excited about it from a fantasy football perspective. Um, and I think there's also implications for, for the Ravens. So go ahead and give us your thoughts there. Uh, sorry, you cut out there for a second. Oh, you're good. Um, as far as the implications for Hollywood leaving the Ravens, what I mean, there's implications oh, there for yeah. sure. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so Hollywood, he had 146 targets last year with the mm-hmm. Ravens. Um, now, obviously, that offense is it's it was Hollywood and it was Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Now Hollywood is gone, and so their wide receiver depth chart looks pretty bad they have Rashad Bateman and Mark Mark Andrews (laughs) Um, so like I said 146 targets open up there you have to expect that Bateman is I mean he's going to be the wide receiver one obviously and I think he deserves to be drafted as such in fantasy Um, he's going to get all all the volume Um, I mean not all the volume because Mark Andrews is there but he should be seeing at least 100 targets, at least, right? Yeah, I would hope so. I, I, I'll tell you my personal thoughts. I'm actually more excited for Mark Andrews. Um, Mark Andrews saw a lot of his volume when Lamar Jackson was out and Tyler Huntley was in there. He, Mark Andrews became pretty much a wide receiver one at that point, which was great. But with the departure of Hollywood, like you said, other people are going to have to eat more. And, and I think Mark Andrews is also a benefit. Rashad Bateman is definitely the beneficiary as far as wide receivers concerned. But I think that there's also could be an uptick for Mark Andrews. I own Mark Andrews in a dynasty football uh, league, and I'm very excited for that because he was already the top tight end. And I think that he definitely can make the case to do it again this year. Yeah. Do you draft him over Kelsey this year? Yes, I would. Um and we'll, we'll touch on this here when we get to uh, the second round. Um, but I, we'll come back to that. We'll bookmark it because I do want to discuss yeah. this. Um, but we, we'll talk about it a little bit more here in the second round. So uh, moving to the second round of the NFL draft, um, Christian Watson, wide receiver to the Packers. What do you what do you think about that there, Yeti? Um, well, they lost Valdez Scantling in, mm-hmm. in the offseason, obviously, due to free agency. And I think Watson comes in and he fills that void right away. They are the same size. They're 6'4". Uh, they're both 6'4", about 200 mm-hmm. pounds. And Watson, he ran a 4'3'6 at the combine in his 40s. So the dude, he's a blazer. Uh, yeah. He's going to be the deep threat guy for the Packers. And he has potential to be a wide receiver one in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um they have Alan Lazard and they have Sammy Watkins. The and Lizard so Watson, and Lazard King. 
Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so Watson, he has a real chance to come in and make an impact right 100%. away. I think, I think this is the first wide receiver in the draft that we mentioned thus far that I'm actually somewhat excited for because he's going into a, a, a good offensive situation as far as he's got a good quarterback, they have good coaching um, and they need, they need a wide receiver. Um, so I am excited about Christian Watson. He's probably one of the, the, the wide receivers, I'm looking at targeting in a, in a draft and at the very end, we'll give our synopsis of, of guys, but um, I'm excited for him. I think it'll be great. So uh, moving on Brees Hall, we finally had a running back come off the board to you guessed it. The jets <laughs> where everybody goes to die. Basically <laughs> <laughs> look, Sam Donald oh. had another chance and he blew it. Um, True. <laughs> uh, what does this do for Michael Carter? R.I.P. <laughs> He's gone, man. <laughs> like I said, that's where all good players go to die. Yeah. I legit think, you know, you you trade up to get Brees Hall in the second round. He's going to be your stud. Mm-hmm. He, you, he's going to get 70% of the carries, and yeah. he's going to see, you know, first, second, third, third down carries. Um, Michael Carter, he might just be the, the receiving back uh, for the Jets, but – I mean, I was really high on Carter after last year, and I thought he would have a breakout year yeah. um, this year. But, of course, tough, the Jets, being tough, the Jets, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> they draft Brees Hall. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I agree with you. I think that Michael Carter's days are, are very limited, uh, at least with the Jets. You know, maybe another team will trade for him. But um, it sucks because I, I, was, I was kind of excited about him going into year two as well, and now I'm not. So... It really kind of sucks to see. Uh, next running back off the board to the Seattle Seahawks, Kenneth Walker. Do you have any initial thoughts there, Tony? Why, Pete? Why? <laughs> <laughs> you have Rashad Penny already. You, you, this, I think the Seahawks are in a rebuild right now, and they go ahead yeah. and, and they draft a guy who is like Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no sense to me. And I think Kenneth Walker, he's a hell of a running back. You know, he, he might be better than Brees Hall, who knows, but it just doesn't make any sense when you already have a guy like Penny there and Carson. I mean, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with Carson, but they do have two pretty good running backs already. Yeah, it it sucks. <laughs> it sucks because yeah. um, Penny, like mentioned earlier with the, with Amon Ra, he came in and, and at the end of the year just blew up, which got him re-signed, and that's great. Um, but you, if you were a Penny op- owner, you were really hoping, you know, you lucked into an RB1. Um, and, and now uh, what's that look like? Um, it definitely hinders that a lot because I think Kenneth Walker is going to go ahead and, and get the start pretty early on and continue to do so. Um, but like you mentioned, you know, the Seahawks are going under a rebuild. Uh, I firmly think, and I said this uh, episodes ago, but I think that um, Baker Mayfield has a good potential to lay in there. Um, I would like him, out of all the quarterbacks that are left, I think I'd be most excited if, if Baker Mayfield went there over, like, Jimmy G. Um, but that kind of showed their hand a little bit that I think that they they need a quarterback because Drew Locke is not their guy. He's not the answer. Um, so it's interesting to see uh, another player that I'm not necessarily super excited about. Um, if you're in need of a running back, I, I definitely think he'll get the start. Um, but not anything that I'm, I'm gung-ho about, you know, reaching for. Next player, 
Wandale Robinson to the Giants, wide receiver. Do you have any any thoughts on that one at all? Um, I mean, Wandale was a fun guy to watch in college football. Uh, yeah. You know, he played at Nebraska, and then he played at Kentucky. Yep. Um, fun to watch. Very explosive guy. Um, but he's you know five eight, about one hundred seventy pounds. He's How does that translate to the NFL? Uh, it's per- it's absolutely perplexing to me because the Giants came out and were like, "Hey, we'll trade Kadarius Tony." All right, let's go get another yeah. wide receiver. Like it just it, it's really interesting to me that they did that because the Giants need help in a lot of different areas, um, and I get it; they need a wide receiver, and I, I agree with that. But um, why would you trade Kadarius Tony? Why would you even go out and say, hey, you know, we're going to put a price tag on this guy if anyone wants to trade for him? Um, that's interesting to me. And then you go and get another wide receiver in the draft. So not excited about the Giants as far as fantasy football is concerned. Not excited about Daniel Jones. Um, it, it's just going to be something that I, I think we're going to have to watch develop. But I, also, I'm not really excited about Juan Dale as far as he's small. He's not that, you know, like you just mentioned. Um, and he's in an offense that's kind of a shit show. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to go in there and he's probably going to fill that role that they wanted Tony to fill, you know, be that gadget guy and, you know, just get him the ball in space screens, sure. yeah. um, short passes. But uh-huh. I just don't know if he can produce at the NFL level. I hope yeah. he proves me wrong, but I'm just not excited <laughs> about that, that about Wandale or that offense. For sure. Does this excite you? John Mechie wide receiver to the Texans. You excited about that whatsoever? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> uh, you know, another guy coming off a torn ACL for Alabama. Yeah. Uh, great in college. Um, for sure. There's a lot of questions Stop. about his physical abilities, though. Um, I was reading a lot of just draft profiles on on these guys, and John Mechie, his physical skills are what limited him. Um, they, there's questions if he can get separation versus guys on the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, going to the Texans, he does have an opportunity to see volume. Uh, yes. Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. is the only wide receiver there. For sure. Um, so he yeah, could see then, volume, but I'm not excited. Yeah, and I, I think I tend to agree. I think if I was a Davis Mills owner, I would be a little bit more excited going into this year than I was last year because you do have that extra offensive weapon. And earlier you just had Brandon Cooks, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm – I'm not going to buy John Mechie at, at an unreasonable price. He would be someone that if he fell to me and I needed a wide receiver and he was the best option, I'd do it because he will start. He will. They're, they have no other options. They need a wide receiver, but definitely not something I'm, I'm insanely excited about. Moving on, the Patriots selected wide receiver. I'm going to butcher this one. Tyquan Thornton, I think. How you say good job. Name? Good job. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Mad respect. Uh, Tyquan Thornton to the Patriots. Your initial thoughts on that one? Uh, doesn't really excite me either. Uh, <laughs> you know, the dude is fast. He ran a four two eight forty at the combine, which yes. obviously that fast as shit. But yes. what's he going to do in the Patriots' offense? <laughs> I don't know. I, they, yeah. already, they have Devonte Parker. They have Jacoby Myers. They have Kendrick Bourne. And I, I get maybe Thornton he takes over for Myers. A, I don't know. Yeah. It, where does he get on the field? I don't know. I, I would think Myers would probably be my best guess unless he pushes. Myers are born. I mean, they went and got Parker. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think I'm necessarily excited about this one um, or the next one. George Pickens, wide receiver to the Steelers. I was kind of surprised they did this. I, they do need, I guess they need another wide receiver to have a three wide receiver set, but they already have Claypool and Deontay. Um, maybe you should have got an offensive lineman. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, that's kind of where my mind gravitates towards. See, I think George Pickens, he's a very interesting pick here for the Steelers because I, I agree they should have gone offensive lineman at some point, you know, either with their first pick or their second pick. But Pickens, he should have been a top 20 pick this yeah. year if he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before the, the football season started, he was projected to go in the first round. So, you know, this is great value for the Steelers, assuming he's healthy, which he looked the part in the SEC championship. Uh, in the college football playoffs as well, um, so if he if he gets healthy, he could be a nice addition to that offense. But who's going to throw him the ball? Exactly, and that's that is you have to remember that is who's going to be throwing him the ball. Um, next wide receiver off the board is Alec Pierce to the Colts. I am slightly interested about this one because. I, 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 they needed a wide receiver, right? They went and got Matt Ryan, which is great because I think he's going to be a really good game manager for him. He's going to be able to move the ball downfield with his hands a little bit better than I think Wentz will. But it's going to be the John Taylor show, and we know that. We know everybody who plays fantasy football, who watches the NFL, knows that it's going to be the John Taylor show. And that, that that's what it is. But if they can start throwing the ball a little bit and they can move the ball through the air a little bit better... That's that's going to do a couple things. It's going to preserve John Taylor's health. It's going to give him more opportunities to just smash on him because if they're actually worried about the pass, that opens up the running lane, as we know. Um, and it, it, what does that do for for Pittman? You know, right. that that is what you have to ask yourself. And and who's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense? I don't know. I still think it'll probably be Pittman, but Alec Pierce can make a really good argument as far as be getting some target share which they need because they needed another wide receiver so i'm kind of excited about this one a little bit i think do you want to know a, a crazy stat about hit alec pierce it. hit me with it so 66 percent of his yards last year came off of vertical routes for cincinnati really so the dude is just a straight yeah, deep straight. threat guy yep which is good yeah that, that's what they need because yeah. if you can and, pull and some they DBs lost off, t.y hilton good. too yeah so yeah. and that was their deep threat guy when healthy um, yes, with so, healthy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Gotta know. So that. this guy, he can take the top off the defense, and who knows? Maybe that opens up lanes for Pittman, and then obviously Taylor's going to eat. So, yeah, and I, 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 I agree. Um, I mean, it's going to be the John Taylor show. So, wide receiver next up off the list is Sky Moore to the Chiefs. You, I'm, I'm sure you have some some thoughts and words about that one. This might be a hot take, but I think he he will be top five wide receiver for um, rookies this year. Um, I don't know if that's super hot, but I, I think he landed in a great spot uh, with Mahomes, obviously, and the dude is just a – he's a playmaker. Uh, I think he fits his offense pretty well, and I think Mahomes and Reed will have fun with him. Yeah, I'm excited about this. With the departure of Mahomes, I, I think he definitely has potential to rise. He's he's a, he's a wide receiver I would target, and we'll do a top five recap of who we're targeting in the first and second rounds here at the end, and we're almost at the end, so bear with us. Um, Trey McBride, tight end to the Cardinals. 
as a Cardinals fan, I was kind of I was a little surprised by this. Um, yeah, the, what do you what do you think that means for for Ertz? I, that's uh, that is exactly what I was going to say. Is it's tough because they traded to go get Ertz, and Ertz is a great tight end, and he was kind of like a last man standing once Hopkins went out. You know, Kyler started to look his way a little bit more, and he produced at times. So I'm interested, unless they're going to go a double tight set, which I don't really see them doing given the talent they have there. Um, I would have thought, I'm excited for the Cardinals this year. I really am very excited for this team. Um, I think that they have potential to go pretty far. Uh, but I was surprised by a tight end pick there. Um, just because they do have Ertz, and I was excited for Ertz, and I'm still excited to have Ertz, but... Are they going to – and Ertz isn't getting any younger, and I understand that. Um, so maybe they develop him into a starter. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I was surprised by that pick and, and a little saddened, I think, for personal reasons. Yeah, and I, I don't think this is a really good landing spot for McBride. I think he could have gone to many other offenses and had an immediate impact. But Agreed. Uh, it, it's very interesting for the Cardinals, definitely. Yeah. Last player we have here if you've made it this far, um, is James Cook running back to the Bills. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm just going to say that. I I, uh, I think out of all the running backs, he's probably one that I'm most excited for um, because I think they're going to move on from Zach Moss. I think this was the very clear indication that they're done with him um, and they're going to look at other alternatives, and that is James Cook, little brother to Dalvin Cook. And if he can produce like his brother can, holy hell, you just won the lottery. Um, I, I'm I'm excited about that. I don't know what your initial thoughts are. No, I was excited about James Cook going to the Buffalo as well. Um, but then I remembered they just picked up Duke Johnson too in free agency. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Dang it. yeah. And so James Cook, he was never a bell cow type of guy at Georgia. He's mm. a hell of a running back. He, he's fun to watch and. Um, he was primarily used as a receiving back because they ran a lot of two RB looks, three RB looks, uh, three RB rotations there. So how does his path to the field look? Is he going to, you know, he's going to have to beat out Zach Moss, which isn't hard to do and potentially Duke Johnson. Now I didn't watch Duke Johnson last year, so I don't know if, you you know, if he regressed, (laughs) you didn't miss much. But, you know, when I think of Duke Johnson, I think PPR. And that's what I think of when I think of uh, a James Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm i excited. I, I I think he would be one that I would be target as a, as a draft that maybe won't start right away type situation, but will continue to progress and, and be a starter at some point as far as running back is concerned. And that's, you know, I, I said this on a previous episode, but you have to tailor your expectations when it comes to running backs this year because most of the running backs' positions are filled. So you can grab a running back, which is great, but don't expect that running back just because he was the first off the board in the NFL draft that he will be immediately startable and usable in fantasy football. So something you got you to gotta keep an eye on. All right, that is all we have. Yeti. Give me your top three picks as far as if you were in a rookie draft right now, who are the three players that you are most optimistic on targeting to have the biggest fantasy football impact going into this year? Um, So at number one, I'm going to go with, I'll go with Brees Hall uh, just because, you know, running back, uh, if I'm in a dynasty league, I want all the running backs that I can get. And Brees Hall is a bell cow. He's Mm going to see all the carries 
and um, should immediately produce for the Jets. Uh, two, uh, I'm going to go with Drake London. Um, okay. He's going to see all the volume for Atlanta at, at the wide receiver position. Um, I'm not excited about his QB, but I think he's going to produce. He's an NFL-ready wide receiver. Okay. And then three, I'm going to go Traylon Burks uh, out of Tennessee. All right. We have none of the same ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I uh but I don't I don't hate all those. I think that those are all all good options. Um I think the three I would go with and I'm not going to put this as my 1, 2 and 3, but I just because I haven't decided yet which ones. <laughs> but I think the first uh on my list is Christian Watson to the Packers. Um they desperately need a wide receiver and I'm excited about um a wide receiver working with Aaron Rodgers and they they drafted him because they're going to use him. They need someone there. So I think he's immediately going to have fantasy football value, and I'm excited about that. Second person is another wide receiver, Sky Moore from for the Chiefs. Um, I am excited about that. I, I think that with the departure of Tyreek Hill, I mean, they have Juju and they have MVS, but I'm not excited about MVS. Juju, I'm a, I'm a little I'm I'm a little more excited for, but I I, I think that that uh, Sky Moore is going to have. Um, some relevance on that offense and they're going to try and figure out how to get him worked in there and, and be relevant. So excited about that one. The third one, man, I want to say Brees Hall. I want to say Brees Hall and I agree with you, but I, because I do think he will be relevant. It's just the jets and I hate saying that, but it's, <laughs> it's, there's some truth to it and it kind of sucks. It's the jets. Um, so I'm, I'm a little more scared just because it's the Jets. So I'm going to say James Cook. Um, and and that's it's tough because I do agree with you. I think Brees Hall will be the 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 starter. Um, but I think if James Cook can prove himself, he'll also be the starter. The only issue I see with James Cook is that offense is already electric. So you know what? I'm going to pivot back. I talked myself out of it. I'm going to say Brees Hall. Uh, because <laughs> the Bills are – I mean, it's, it's Josh Allen, right? And is Josh Allen going to chuck the ball down when he's afraid, or is he going to just tuck the ball and run it himself? We already know the answer to that. He's going to tuck the ball and run it. Um, so while I'm excited about James Cook, and certainly the possibilities there is there, um, Brees Hall, I, I would probably agree, is, is definitely someone I would be, be looking at. So perfect. We have wrapped up the first two rounds of the NFL draft, and now it is time for some questions. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Oh, man, I, my oh, voice dragged man. a little there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of it. I need to drink some water. Oh, we're getting old, Slabs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, first question comes from Aaron Davis. Uh, oh, Yeti. Yes. You, you got to call him Big D. Oh, Big D. My yeah. bad, Big D. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, Big D. Thanks. Thanks for the question. So, out of all 32 teams, which do you think had the best draft? Also, who from the first round do you think will have the biggest fantasy impact? That is a good question, Big D. Um, from the first round, um, can I say Hollywood Brown? Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the answer that he's looking for. I'm probably out of the first round. It, 
I Drake London, I think, is probably it. I mean, he like you mentioned, he is probably the most fantasy football ready wide receiver. Um, the only thing that I'm not excited about is that entire offense. Uh, so it's it's worth noting that. If I had to pick another one, I think it would probably be Traylon Burks. Um, and the reason being is because we already, you know, his archetype is very similar to A.J. Brown. Um, he, he's, he fits the mold that A.J. Brown was made from. And we know what Ryan Tannehill can do. You know, he's like a, he's not a great quarterback, but he's someone who's going to um, to give your fantasy football wide receivers relevance. And I think that Traylon Burks will be relevant. So one of those two guys, um, if I had to choose, probably Traylon Burks is who I lean towards, just given the the, the situation offensively. Um, but I, I I don't mind both of them. As far as which team do I think had the best draft between all thirty two teams? I want to say the Cardinals as their fan, um, but I think I'm gonna say the Chiefs here. I, I was pretty, I was pretty excited about the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they went and got a lot of defensive players, a lot of defensive players, but they also needed a lot of defensive players, um, and that's where I think that they they did pretty well at. I mean, with the they lost Tyron Matthew, who by uh, all all purposes was their defense last year. Um, they need to fill that void. Will Trent McDuffie do that? Maybe. Um, but, you know, they went and got another edge rusher. They they needed a lot of different pieces, and they went and got a lot of those pieces. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about what they're capable of doing because, you know, anybody in football knows when you have Mahomes back there, it's, it's a magic show, and anything can happen, which is great. But if they don't have a defense that can support that and be able to to support the magic show that is Mahomes, um, they're not going to win games. And and you saw that last year as a Chiefs fan for a, for the first part of the year, they were struggling to find out who they were as a defense, and they finally got some things together and were able to come back. But they needed help at defense, and I'm I'm pretty excited about what they're you know picking up these players and what they're going to do with them. And they needed it, and they went and got it. So I'm I'm excited for that. And I think if I had to choose, it would probably be the Chiefs as far as who won for me. Yeah, and then they got that stud wide receiver and Sky Moore as well in the second exactly. round. I, I agree with all your answers there. So, so, perfect. All right, next question comes from Internet Police. We have uh, Standard Flex Dynasty. Who are you taking? Uh, Darnell Mooney or Elijah Mitchell? I am... In Super Flex, I think I'm going to take... I want to take Elijah. I do. I'm just worried about the the offense there because the way that they go through running backs and kind of, you know, it's a crapshoot. But I, I, Mitchell's young. He proved himself to be great when he was on the field. I do like Darnell Mooney, though. I do. He's, he's going to be um, with the – I mean, he's the wide receiver one for the Bears, which isn't super exciting, but somebody's going to have to do something there. Um, and, and I do like Darnell Mooney, but I think I'm going to take Elijah Mitchell in the hopes that he continues to be the starter. Okay. Next question comes from Black Mage Child. <laughs> what an name. interesting name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a 12 team, half uh, point five PPR, one QB, a six point passing touchdown league. That's um, Yep. <laughs> I own AJ Brown and Hertz. Should I trade away Devontae Smith for the one oh five? 
I would. I don't know what your thoughts are there, Tony, but I definitely I would I would move on from him. That's a lot of players to have on the Eagles. And Devontae Smith is young. He's talented, but he also just someone else just showed up at his doorstep and he's bigger and and stronger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I think I would trade Devontae Smith for the one oh five personally. I don't know if that's something you would entertain, but I think I would move on. Yep, yep, I would do so as well. Just because I think there's too many mounts in that offense, and if anybody's going to eat, it's going to be AJ Brown, who I they agree. just traded for and just paid. So yep. I would much rather have AJ Brown over Devonte Smith, um, and I'd rather have that 105 pick as well. Agreed. All right, next question comes from Snozman. Yeah, are y'all dropping <laughs> Antonio Brown if you still have him rostered? I 100% am. I don't I don't think you'll see another NFL snap after the bullshit he did with the Buccaneers. Um I I would. I'm done with him. I if I yep. owned him on a roster, I don't think any team's going to be willing even if he is, you know, talented and still can produce on the field. I think all the bullshit that goes on off the field, I wouldn't be interested in the drama. So I think he's dug himself a grave that he can't get out of. Exactly. And if if a team does pick him up, uh you know, uh, in the preseason or during the season, I don't think you'll have an issue getting him off waivers. I don't think many people will no. be too excited to, you know, hop on Antonio Brown. So agreed. Uh, I, there's other players that I'd, I'd be more interested in filling on my roster than him at this yeah. point. For sure. All right. Next up, uh, we have a question from fantasy Lancer. This is a pretty good question. So get ready. Okay. Hold on. Uh, that was me buckling yep. up if, if you guys aren't watching. <laughs> uh, choose one for Dynasty. We have Jalen Waddle. We have Devontae Adams. We have T. Higgins. And Stefan Diggs. This is a good question, Fantasy Lancer. Thank you. Um, I think I'm going to write off Diggs and Adams. And the only reason is due to their age. They're extremely talented wide receivers. They are going to be relevant for the next couple of years, but they're also they're getting a little old. And if I'm in a dynasty league, you want longevity and youth, and and I think in both Higgins and Waddle you get that. Um, I think I'm gonna Jalen Waddle. I think is who I'm gonna take. Um, but it's tough because I, I I like T Higgins a lot. And I like that offense, and I like what he's capable of doing. But I, I just got to follow my heart on this one. I think I'm going to say Jalen Watts or Jalen Waddle. I, um, I, I still think, you know, I, I think more than anything else. And I'm interested to see, and time will tell. But Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins. Um, you were actually the person who gave us stats on on this. Um, Tua's throwing at, at long distances was not great. So is he going to be able to throw the ball? You know, we made some arguments. Maybe his offensive line was was pretty crap, and that's why he was releasing the ball so early. And I could I could see that argument. But is he afraid to throw the ball deep? I don't know. And is Hill gonna Hill is going to open up the offense? That's what he does. He's so freaking fast that he pulls DBs off. Which guess what? That opens up other opportunities for other people, um, to include Waddle. So I'm excited for Waddle. Uh, and I, I think he's probably who I'm going to go with. Um, but I also like T. Higgins because I like, I like you know, Jamar Chase is going to do much the same. He's going to pull defensive players off of that. You know, when, when he's on the field, he's going to pull defensive players. And guess what? That opens up opportunities for other fantasy football players. So I like them both, but I think I'm going to lean Waddle on this one. 
And see, I, I think I'm going T. Higgins on this right. one be, because Joe Burrow has proven that he can support two wide receivers sure. in Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua, last year, you know, Jalen Waddle had a great year, but now he has Tyreek there too. For can sure. he support both of them? Who knows? For sure. I'm going no, with and the I, proven, well, proven like I said, and Joe I, Burrow. I like both of them, and I, I think that it's a fair question. Um, it's just a matter of what, I don't know. I, I don't know. You, this is almost a flip a coin question for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, cause I like both yep. of them, but, uh, I, I see the argument for Higgins too. So I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't think you can go wrong with either one, to be honest. I don't either. I don't so. either. All right. Next up is a question from Diggs the Gurley. Diggs the Gurley. We have a one quarterback league, uh, Delvin Cook and Rondale Moore, or the 101 and 2023 mid first pick. If you asked me this a week ago, I think I would have said Rondale Moore and Dalvin Cook, but I think I'm going to go the 101 and the 2023 mid first. Um, I'm slightly uh, less optimistic on Rondale Moore due to the fact that uh, Hollywood Brown is now uh, welcomed in as a Cardinal. Um, So it's, you know, that that begs the question that we discussed earlier. Is it going to be Rondale Moore or A.J. Brown as the the wide receiver three? Um, And at this point, I think it's probably going to be both of them kind of split in time. Um, and Dalvin Cook, while he is great, he's also beginning to get injury prone. He's a little bit older. I would look at maybe off putting him and getting two first round picks right there. So that's that's what I would take on that one. Agreed. Agreed. I'd much rather have Brees Hall and then maybe land a quarterback in next year's draft. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a one quarterback league. So if you've already got a decent quarterback, you could even look at sure. other options. But for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Next up, uh, Snarky Wolf. He asked, or he or she or it, whatever, sorry. (laughs) Um, They ask, ask, post-draft dynasty price check, Elijah Moore or Michael Pittman? I personally think I'd rather have Michael Pittman than Elijah Moore at this this moment. Um, You have, in in large part, I think it's due to the quarterbacks that are there. Um, You have uh, Zach Wilson, who's, he hasn't proved it for me yet. Um, and then you have Matt Ryan, who's been in the game since the beginning of time. So, I in both He's like of them, a dinosaur, get, I guess. He, what's that? Said <laughs> Matt Ryan's like a dinosaur. <laughs> he is. He's very much so. Is um, he's one of the older quarterbacks in the league for sure. But he's still uh, he's still able to perform and, and still able to do what he needs to do. Um, and and he what he needs to do is be a, a game manager. That's what he needs to do. He doesn't have to do the incredible anymore. He has to do what's asked of him and that's hand john taylor the ball and throw the ball 40 yards downfield a couple times a game and that's what he's going to do and i and i like that and i think michael Pittman um is going to it they both got wide receivers uh, the jets and the colts um but i think michael Pittman may still win this one as a wide receiver one and you I I, I can't bank on elijah moore to do the same yep. all right next up we have maverite he they ask um, twelve team superflex PPR Mac Jones or twenty twenty three first. I think this question. I need more clarification. What do you? What are your? What's your other quarterback? Um, I think Mac Jones is going to be in the league for quite a long time. 
I think he kind of fits that Tom Brady archetype where, and I, please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say and try and compare oh. them to Tom Brady. But the reason I do is because Bill Belichick's there and Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick does Bill Belichick things. Um, I could also say Bill Belichick one more time if you'd like. Uh, but he, he he's good, not great. But he, he has potential to continue to grow. I'm kind of excited to see what Mac Jones does uh, year two here. And, and I don't hate it. So I think I'd also like to know where that 2023 first p- pick lies and what your what your supporting cast looks like before I would make a decision on that one, to be honest with you. So um, need more info, Maverite, is, is probably what I would say. I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on this. Um, I mean, Mac Jones is basically Tom Brady, so I think I'd much rather have Mac <laughs> you Jones. You said that, so. not me. <laughs> Hey, you you implied it. <laughs> no, I, I did not imply that. No. I just I think he's he fits a very similar mold as far as you know he's he's not your Kyler Murray or Josh Allen where he's going to tuck the ball and scramble around and throw the ball with his eyes closed, left handed. <laughs> you know he's not going to do that kind of shit, right? Yeah. Um, he's going to stay with the proven system. He's going to follow the coach and the leadership of Bill Belichick, and um, and that's what it is. So I, I think yep. that 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 is. You think if, if I looked in a mirror and said Bill Belichick three times that uh, he'd just show up there, kind of like Bloody Mary? You would see a, a sleeveless hoodie and uh, <laughs> angry Bill Belichick. Yeah, and just like a gray choppy hair. It's like falling out. <laughs> and then his son would be in the background <laughs> yeah, with just... his tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. What else we got, Tony? Right. We got one more question, and it comes okay. from Isaacs. They ask, which side wins in Dynasty PPR leagues? Justin Jefferson in 2023 third pick or Devontae Adams in 2023 first? I think I'm going to take, man, I think I'm going to take Adams in the first on this one. And that sucks to say because I do love Justin Jefferson. And I, I, I mean, he's, he's a top echelon wide receiver, you know? Um, but so is Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is going to be in the league bare minimum another two years, um, if not hopefully a little bit longer. I mean, he's so fun. He's still proven himself to be one of the most elite receivers in the game. Um, and I don't think he's going anywhere. And while I do think that he takes a minor hit going to the Raiders um, because he's not hyper-targeted by Rodgers, I do think he's still going to have tremendous fantasy football value. And then you get a 2023 first. So you can kind of start looking where you need to fill a hole at. And if it is a wide receiver, you're hoping that you can pick pick up a really good starter in 2023. So I think that's that's probably where I, I lean on that one. I tend to agree with you as a as a biased Raiders fan. You but, are. Uh, I was going to say, which, <laughs> which, what are you going to do here? Yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, this is a tough question, but I think Adams remains, you know, fantasy relevant for at least another two years. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure. Um, but you take that first round pick in a heartbeat, yeah. too, with with the way um, if you need a quarterback, I think next year is a great year to do it with the college quarterbacks coming out next year. Um, sure. And obviously the, the skill positions are going to be loaded, too. So, yeah, um, and, and you know, I. I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but I also think it's worth noting that um, Kirk is not going to be there for much longer. He signed a one-year contract. So after this year, what is Justin Jefferson's outlook 
going to be as a fantasy football player? Is he going to is he going to get a good quarterback to help support him? Because you can have some of the DJ Moore is a great example. Of this DJ Moore is a very talented wide receiver, but he also just has a shitty quarterback. And when you have a shitty quarterback, you don't eat as far as fantasy football is concerned. So you have to you have to understand that. And I think that. Justin Jefferson could hurt in the near future because he doesn't have a quarterback. In a redraft league, not concerned. Um, but if I was in a dynasty league, that definitely is, has entered my mind as far as just something to note. So, Cool. I tend to agree with you. I think is that, that's all the questions we got, right? That's all. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brainiacs Club. If you have not been here before, you are now here. You've listened to a full episode of Leather Brains, and you are dubbed a brainiac. Welcome aboard. Really appreciate you listening to us. Tony, I Yeti, I keep I, I call you Tony, I call you Yeti, it flips back and forth, but I appreciate you coming on the show. I believe you'll be with us here again while Scotty is on his honeymoon, so we appreciate you joining in. Guys, if you'd like to go follow uh, my dear friend Yeti here on Twitter, he is at AA, and that is A-Y-E. Y A Y fifty eight. Go give him a follow. He would greatly appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate you uh, you stepping in and filling that ugly piece of shit role of Scott Del Rey. And then you were much better co-host. Yeah, hopefully so I, I made I, it look a little better. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I yeah. couldn't. I can't stand looking at that guy all all, all of the time in which we record. So, um, and for all of you those who have listened, go give us a follow at Leather Brains with a Z on Twitter. We have a great community over there. We're always posting questions, having conversations about fantasy football. And that's what we love to do. So last but not least, wherever you're listening to us at, click that follow button. It means the world to us. And hit those five stars. It absolutely, for a small podcast such as ourselves, makes a huge difference. So we greatly appreciate it. You ready, Tony? Are you ready for this, Tony? You ready? Let's do it. We are...